When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk back again with another show for you, the IDP Army Podcast. Welcome to the channel. As always, today we are going to be talking about the Big Dog Bash, which is going to be a really cool initiative put together by the guys over at BDGE Fantasy. Um, your man, uh, me, I'm going to be joining it, signing up, punching my ticket, minting my Big Dog uh, bash pass and i'm gonna be going in and trying to get that first place so today i'm gonna show you guys a mock draft that we did um just kind of talk about my general thoughts on the draft strategy the format about the league and the the nft and uh yeah just go over you know how i'm approaching it and show you guys a mock draft that i did from the two spots so uh, let's go ahead and uh, get right into it All right. Thank you for joining me um, again on the channel. Subscribe. Uh, we're going to be covering the Big Dog Bash all season. Uh, so hopefully we're going to be in that top spot. Um, and yeah, let's go ahead and just get right into it. What am I even talking about? You're probably Jordan. What is the Big Dog Bash? Um, this is a, a fantasy football um, NFT project put together by the, the brand, the company Big Dog's going to eat. Essentially, they have an NFT pass, which gets you a certain a bunch of different rewards and perks into their their ecosystem, into their community, their brand. But one of them is you get to join this league called the Big Dog Bash. Only twelve hundred people are going to be in it this inaugural season. Um, they had some crazy cool prizes, but essentially, it's the first ever in the blockchain fantasy league. You know, it's a tournament style. It's going to be played on Sleeper. Uh, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to, you know, representing our brand, the IDP Army, our channel over there. Hopefully, a few of you, our listeners and community members will be in there with me. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be striving to get that that top spot. But I want to go ahead and just talk a little bit about this league while I have you here, how I'm approaching it, um, you know, and just some strategy, because it, it is an interesting league the way it's set up. Uh, for one thing, um, you know, in season, there aren't going to be any trades allowed at all. Uh, that's to prevent collusion of any kind, which I really think was a good thing to put into this league. Uh, well, it's really the only way you could really pull it off, honestly. Um, and it, it really kind of forces people to to put their, their cards on the table or chips, um, you know, out there early in the season, in the draft. You really can't, you can't take a lot of shots. You know, you really have to go with who you believe in. You can't get cutesy. You know, this isn't underdog or, you know, dynasty where you have 70 leagues. And, you know, you can win a certain percentage of them. You know, this isn't poker. You know, it's one one hand in the tournament, period. Um, and how well can you put that hand together? And how well can you curate a team coming in off the waiver wire? So it's going to be a super flex league, which is another thing that I think is uh, really I, I love about this league. Um, 
And I really think that means that you're going to have to emphasize your quarterbacks, be extremely aggressive with quarterbacks. I'm going to be anyway. Um, the reasoning behind that is, you know, there's only 32 starters, you know, in the whole league, you know, and when bye weeks start hitting, you're chopped down to, you know, maybe some weeks, maybe 26, 24. Um, that's going to be tough, you know, and some of those guys won't be good. So having the option to always play at least one really, really good quarterback and hopefully two, in my opinion, is going to be extremely useful again especially because there isn't any trading going on so in the draft i'm gonna be attacking the quarterbacks pretty aggressively on the, the mock draft i'm gonna show you here in a minute that i did i was a little bit more tentative but i don't think i'll be doing that going forward but there's a reasons for that so i'll, I'll go over those with you as well um and another thing i think is gonna be extremely important about this league is the early waiver wire system um you know those because there's no trades those early weeks, if you're playing this, you are going to have to be very sensitive, not just to your team, you know, but the rest of your league. You know, it, it's almost as beneficial to try and hamstring somebody to ensure that you can finish in that first place spot within your little sub league so you can move on in the tournament and hopefully win that big prize uh, and get all that major clout that goes with that. So there's. You know, those again, those early waiver wire weeks are going to be extremely important because they're basically the only time that you're going to be able to make any adjustments to your team. Uh, so you're going to want to be aware of, you know, even the teams that you're not fans of. If you really want to win this league seriously, um, I think those first three and four weeks of the waiver wire are going to be absolutely pivotal to how your season turns out. So I'm going to be watching those very, very closely personally. If you're in there, I think that would be a smart thing for you to do as well. All right, draft order and position. This is something that's kind of interesting or unique about this league. When you mint your big dog bash pass, the NFT that gets you all the perks, including access to this league, your bash pass will be minted. Let me see if I can pull it up. I don't know if this is the actual graphic he's going to use, but this little pass, it's going to have your number on it. It's going to have the number of the mint. So if you minted 700, it'll be number 700 pass. And that will have an associated, you know, draft spot. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, or 12. And you will be given that draft spot. Um, so there's luck, obviously. If you mint, you know, a 1, that's good. That's great. A 2, a 3, that's good. But if you mint a spot that you don't like, let's say you get the 11 spot and you hate drafting from the 11 spot. There's a couple of weeks after the mint before the actual draft when the NFT, the pass itself, can be bought and sold on secondary. If you think you have a better shot of winning with a different draft spot, you can choose to attack that financially and you know aggressively in the secondary market before the draft occurs. So, again, kind of going back to my previous point with the waiver wire, the draft position... And then the waiver wire spots themselves are pretty much the only um, times you can determine kind of how your team gets structured. It's not best ball, which I love. It's management. You got to get in there, get your hands dirty. You got to make the decisions. I also love that about this format. So, um, but the draft position, if you end up in a spot you don't like, or if I have a spot I don't like, you know, you have the option to move it uh, before the league starts. It's going to cost you a little bit probably. Um, just because, you know, I imagine the one and two spots, if people are trying to sell those on the secondary, the NFT, you know, the, for that pass, for that spot, 
they'll probably be a little more expensive because if you think you can win with the premium of a Jonathan Taylor, you're going to be willing to pay that to secure that. We'll have to see, though. Um, I'm hoping to get like a, you know, a four or five spot, you know, a top spot would be cool too. But honestly, I feel comfortable personally drafting from pretty much anywhere in the draft. So all that being said, now before I move on, do me a big favor, subscribe to the channel, um, like this video, share it with a friend. Um, want to give our Patreons a shout out, our Patreons and everybody who's been buying the index, been running a couple specials on that, getting into the the, um, the, the underdog rankings just did a huge update on all the rankings. And I mean, everything this last week went through a big rankings update, been tweaking things slowly, but really sat down and um, put together my top, you know, my top fades this year. Those are available in the underdog and the redraft rankings that we have on our Patreon. And then I went through and I updated my favorite values right now in drafts based on ADP, ranking, kind of consensus. Added notes as to why I like or dislike the players that I did like. Uh, and the guys that I don't like, I added a couple of players in the general ADP area that I think are much better targets to go after. So go, you know, if you want to sign up for the Patreon, uh, uh, patreon.com forward slash the IDP army. You can get our underdog and redraft rankings for five bucks. You can get the ultimate idp index and the black ops tier for 13 bucks then you can get all that plus the dynasty index for 19 dollars a month appreciate the patreons they're the people that keep the lights on around here so hats off to you all but 10 minutes in let's take a look at this team i did draft in the the mock draft the most recent mock draft that i did for the big dog bash see what we got here so first i'm gonna get rid of that then i'm gonna make myself small all right so as you can see, I went from the two spot here, um, and I thought I did okay. Not great. Um, okay, here we go, highlight. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I was hoping to be a little more aggressive with quarterback. I was able to get Josh Allen at the second spot. I didn't end up taking another quarterback until the sixth round. I don't think in the real draft I'll end up doing that. Justin Fields as a number two. In the sixth round, I like him. I think he has a high floor just because of the rushing, but I don't think he has a very high ceiling. Um, so I'm not super excited about that. I think Josh Allen is going to be able to buoy me. I do love that I was able to get digs and get that stack, especially in this tournament style. The third round, I was able to get Mike Evans. And then the fourth round, I was able to get T. Higgins. So you can kind of understand with those kind of elite receivers on the board why I went that direction. Maybe you understand versus some of the quarterbacks that were around at that time um you know tom brady trey lance uh you know i would have would have been okay with Derek carr in that area as well but um you know i love getting those three wide receivers all guys i believe have top five upside and all who i think floors like maybe 18 so i'm very very comfortable with my wide receivers i love the dig stack david montgomery as my running back one not in love with it, but again, this is kind of just how the draft fell to me. I don't hate it. Uh, David Montgomery, it's easy to forget. Two years ago, people did love him a lot more than they liked him this year for whatever reason. He was getting plenty of passes. Uh, the offense was still putrid with Andy Dalton. I mean, we can't assume that it's not going to be better with Justin Fields, and he was still very, very good uh, for fantasy in 2020 and in 2021. This last year, he was actually really good. I think people a little are forgetting how you know many carries he was getting. Twenty carries, 
22 carries, 21 carries, 18 carries, 20 carries, getting plenty of targets, nine, seven, six, nine. You know, these are late in the season. And this is after coming off the early season part where he got some, had some injury issues. So I liked getting David Montgomery here in the fourth. Justin Fields, I'm okay with. Like I said, I, I believe he has a high floor, high ceiling. Don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown, I believe he's going to bring me a lot of targets this year. You know, he really broke out last year, uh, and I was able to stack him with Jared Goff a couple of rounds later. Again, because this is a tournament style, getting even a cheaper stack is um, is always going to be something I might lean into playing late in the season. You can see with the target share he was pulling in last year, he was trusted in the red zone, was getting touchdowns, was getting yards. I mean, he really, there's no real reason not to love him this year. And I was able to get him in the seventh round. Uh, you know, he's probably going to be my first flex player. Love that. Kenneth Walker, Devin Singletary were my next two players that I snagged. Uh, you know, because I went David Montgomery late, I really thought at this point I needed to just try to grab some upside running backs. I think Kenneth Walker uh, represents that. Granted, when this draft took place, Chris Carson had not yet retired. But Kenneth Walker... Should be getting plenty of carries here. I don't foresee Rashad Penny being an issue. I know he's explosive. I know he can do a lot, but I just know he's not durable. And that's just what he's shown me, and that's what I'm going to roll with. Devin Singletary, a player I love, love, love. I think he's massively undervalued right now in just in general. Uh, down, the, down the stretch this last year, um, you know, you won't hear this probably many other places, but down the stretch this last year, the Bills – trusted him a lot trusted him to the tune of 18 um i'm sorry trusted him to the to the point where he was getting almost 80 percent of the carries i believe uh the last six seven weeks of the season one second i actually have this all written down let me pull it up do, do, do. but devin singletary he's on a, such an amazing offense it doesn't make any sense to me why people are not more into devin singletary um, here we go. I got it. Devin Singletary has flashed, in my opinion. I did, like I just said that. Um, and he was never really entrusted with a workhorse role. That is until the end of 2021 season, where Singletary averaged 17 touches a game the last seven weeks of the season. He also scored six touchdowns during that stretch. It was on the field an average of 73% of snaps. I think James Cook is a fine running back, but it looked to me. Like the Bills finally kind of realized that Devin Singletary was the real deal down the stretch last season, and he rewarded them with some great play, and they had a great end of the season last year. So I I, I don't think – what I see that the team did was they realized that they could give Devin Singletary that workhorse role. We'll see. But um, I loved getting him in this draft. Sorry, I kind of lost my words there for a second. Um, but I love getting him. I love getting him everywhere, almost in the 10th round here, ninth round. Early ninth round um, on an amazing offense. Now I now on the same team I have Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and I was able to get Devin Singletary. I love that for me. I don't know if everybody else is into that, but I am definitely uh, majorly into that. So moving on down the list here, I was able to get Goff stacking with Amon Ross St. Brown. He's my third quarterback. I liked that. Chase Claypool, you know, people say that he had a, a down year, but it really was just the touchdowns, the yards. Targets, receptions, everything was pretty much similar to his rookie season. He just had like eight or nine or ten less fewer touchdowns. So to get him in the eleventh round, I still think he's a, a a big player, a big a big kind of breakout player. You know, I still think he's got plenty of upside 
we have yet to see. Hunter Henry off the tight end, off the board as my first tight end. Uh, I think he got like nine touchdowns last year, if I'm not mistaken, which I thought was a pretty good number, all things considered. Yeah, nine touchdowns last year, 600 yards, not bad. You know, uh, went under the radar because, you know, the receptions, only 50 receptions. You don't love that. So, you know, one in every basically, um, Shit, every five touch, every five catches with a touchdown. So that's not something necessarily people are going to be in on. But I think there's a there's there's meat on the bone here, and I don't love the Patriots receiving core. So Hunter Henry, I liked him as a, as my first tight end. You know, I was able to get him well after guys like Cole Komet, Albert O, Noah Fant, you know, Pat Fryermuth. I think he'll pretty easily outperform all those guys, uh, and I was able to draft him after all of those players. Carson Wentz, I do not like Carson Wentz, uh, but again because this is no trading and you know I, I i went heavy on my quarterback so i just want to have a guy available if somebody goes down i don't want to be super flexing in curtis samuel who was a player i took in the very you know four pick or in the next round after that or jamal williams i would much rather even if carson Wentz is the worst quarterback in the nfl i would still much rather put him in there than these other bottom feeders i'm adding to my team so again, when the league starts up for real and in earnest, I plan on attacking quarterbacks aggressively, not even just to like hamstring my opponents, but to make sure that I'm ready for the attrition that is the season. Guys going down, guys getting hurt, guys getting fired, guys getting benched, guys getting COVID. I don't want to be in those situations where I have three quarterbacks and I'm hoping everything goes perfectly because I know that's not how it's going to go. Uh, my last few picks here, nothing really exciting. I was able to throw Curtis Samuel, uh, Jamal Williams, um, with my team, uh, Uzma here, uh, CJ Uzama, not Uzma, CJ Uzama, uh, just as my second tight end. I don't really think I'll be using him, but I kind of just wanted to maybe get him on my team early, see what happened. Hassan Haskins, AJ Green, Jarek McKinnon, and then Malik Willis was how I ended up finishing this off. I'll pull it myself out of this little screen so you can see it. I like Jarek McKinnon here a lot. Um, you know, to get him that close to the end. You know, it's it's he, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and Ronald Jones. People are talking like Ronald Jones might get cut. You know, if Ronald Jones gets cut, I mean, Jarek McKinnon basically has the exact same upside as Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, we saw down the stretch, and if you played underdog fantasy down the stretch last year, you know Jarek McKinnon was money in the bank in the playoffs. He was getting all kinds of targets. He was running the ball well. If you were watching the Chiefs games, you know he looked very good as well. And he found the end zone. So to get him as my, I don't even know, is he my fourth? One, two, three, four, five. Is my sixth running back. A guy that I I believe, you know, assuming he makes the team and everything goes well, could be an instant plug-and-play sort of flex player. Keep an eye on Jarek McKinnon. Uh, again, you know, we have, there's so much negative energy around him from the past few years, but it's easy to forget. And again, even this isn't doing it justice because this shows the regular season. But in the playoffs last year, he was a busy boy. He was a busy, busy boy. So, I'm back. That's me. That's the first mock draft I did for, well, that's the second one I did. Second mock draft I did for the Big Dog Bash. Um, hopefully, you're rooting for me if I'm up against you head-to-head. I hope I uh, whooped your ass. What's up, Rougarou? How you doing? Good to see you. Uh, that's it for me for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Check out all the awesome content on the channel. We got college football content. We got fantasy rankings. We got all 32 NFL team previews for fantasy, offense, and defense. 
All right, check those out. There's a playlist on the channel you can go look at. Um, see what we think about your favorite team. See who we're, who we're in on, who we're not in on. Got some sleeper videos up. Got some stack videos up for underdog. Got all kinds of crazy shit coming down the pipeline. So appreciate you all. Hopefully you found this video, you know, somewhat interesting. And hopefully you're rooting for us and following along with the Big Dog Bash and all the content going on around that this season. It's going to be a hell of a good time. So for me, to you, good luck. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.